Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, you are listening to the Star Wars Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the movie Star Wars one excruciating minute at a time. My name is Alex Robinson from the Ink Panthers podcast. And I'm Pete the Retailer from Nerd Geek Torque. And uh, I'm Tim Kreider, essayist and cartoonist, uh, author of We Learn Nothing. Yes, Tim joining us by telephone this week. Thank you very much for uh, joining us from your secret lair. Yes, I'm here at the undisclosed location, the dilapidated cabin somewhere on the Chesapeake Bay with a senile cat on my lap. <laughs> we are due up to minute 111, minute 111, which starts off with a very exciting moment. Did Red Leader's attack on the, the exhaust port work? No, it did not. We find out that it just impacted on the surface. And one minute later, Luke Skywalker himself is starting to make his attack run on the thermal exhaust port and is begging Biggs to cover him. So, big Death Star battle still going on. I was, uh, you know, after last week, I, I do have a new appreciation of uh, Red Leader and his his disappointment in not uh, not actively blowing up the Death Star is... He really is, sounds disgusted. He does. He's uh, He is really disappointed. He's got that, you know, it's, it's on his face. It's it's in his, you know, the way that he just kind of like, ah, negative. It didn't <laughs> yeah. go in. Yeah, I think the look on his face when he's saying that is like the, a man who realizes that his entire life up until this point has been a failure. Like, yeah. you know, he is... <laughs> He's like it's he's like acted on the surface. <laughs> yeah, but he has like a dazed, wide-eyed expression. Like, how could that be? How could that have happened? <laughs> the computer told me. I just did what it said. Well, a lot's going wrong for Red Leader at once. <laughs> um, and I would say you've got to love his stoic reaction in the face of his own imminent death. Like you can see a sheen of sweat on his upper lip, but that's really the only sign of tension. As he like calmly reports, he's lost his starboard engine. He just grimly tells him to get set up, um, and he goes down screaming. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say his, his literal final moment is not quite as uh, dignified and stoic. He's, no, he's, <laughs> he's not. At least he's not screaming like a girl. I mean, he's just decided, okay, I'm going I'm to yell, which I, I think is the thing to do. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that was. Uh, you know, that wasn't a scream of fear. That was him. You know. Sounding off yeah. like he's got a pair. He was he was going yeah, at it. I mean, he was. This is a. What the cry. hell else are you gonna do? I hope when they reboot it, they have him 
flipping two birds as he's going down. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, that, there's, a, there's that pilot in um, Return of the Jedi who does the same thing. Yeah, where he kind of like yells. Before crashes onto the bridge of that starship. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he seems a little more out of control than Red Leader. Yeah. Although, ironically, his his attack actually probably has a much bigger effect than, uh, you know. True. So, uh, yeah, Red Leader just took out, like, somebody's apartment on the surface of the Death Star. It looks that way. <laughs> I have to say, as as a connoisseur of explosions, that the, the death of Red Leader, and I mean the disrespected Red Leader by saying this, is one of the more underwhelming explosions in Star Wars. Yeah, you think it would kind of, like, build up, but he's just kind of like, you know, like, uh, it just kind of looks like a miniature explosion. Yeah. Especially that Luke kind of looks out the window at it like, oh, huh. Yeah. <laughs> There's that guy that I knew blowing up. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> you know, Luke at first seems not to be able even to deal with this situation. He is not quite absorbing the news that Red Leader is no more. He's like kind of shaking his head like, no, wait a minute. What are you talking about? How can this be? I think it was more just like disgust because clearly at this point, Luke pretty much takes over despite – the fact that he's with at least, you know, his friend Biggs went to the Academy and, mm-hmm. you know, and Wedge is the hero of the rebellion. And then, you know, here now suddenly they are taking, taking orders from uh, some hillbilly who just fell off the, off the Bantha truck. <laughs> you think it's more like he's shaking his head like, am I the only one around here who's got any force in him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, I was looking up to you guys. This is what I wanted to be. And you guys are all just goofing around, flying straight into the thing. Also, maybe I missed something in an earlier broadcast, but let me backtrack a second. Did you say Wedge is a hero of the Rebellion? Commentator Josh Flanagan maintains that Wedge Antilles is the really the hero of the Rebellion because he fights in all the ma- in all the big battles, and you know he puts in his time. Not like Luke, who's fluttering off to Dagobah and indulging his own personal uh, well, spirit true. Quest. Wedge is a trooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember reading in some Star Wars fanzine years ago, there's a haiku about Wedge. Uh, and it went, Wedge Antilles, unsung hero of the saga, Luke hogs the glory. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That is. Josh will like that. Josh will <laughs> like that. Well, uh, Wedge, Wedge really comes into his own more in uh, Return of the Jedi. He seems like more, more self-assured there. Yeah, I mean, I think Wedge's biggest problem is confidence, because as soon as... <laughs> You know, as soon as Luke is just, all right, come on, you know, Biggs, Wedge, you know, we're going in. And Wedge is instantly like, right with you, boss. Like, he's yeah. he's on board, ready to let Luke take charge. He's right. He's like, thank God somebody's here to tell me what to do. Cause... <laughs> yeah, where, yeah. like, by, by the time of Return of the Jedi, he's like, I'm already on my way out. Yeah. <laughs> like, consider this Death Star a foregone conclusion. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, Biggs is asking questions. Uh, will we be able to pull out in time? And blah, blah, blah. And, you know. It's true. Luke really assumes a natural leadership role here. Yeah, yeah this is the this is kind of a return to the Luke we saw um, escaping from the detention block, where he's the one kind of coming up with plans and masterminding. Yeah, yeah. so maybe not escaping from the detention block, but going down to marching into the detention area was definitely Luke's plan. He re- he's really come into his own, especially since I, I mean I'm not sure how much time passes in Star Wars, but it seems like possibly seven hours earlier he was a farm boy on Tatooine. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier that day. <laughs> uh, speaking of Tatooine, we have a mention of Beggar's Canyon, uh, just like Beggar's Canyon back home. And, oh, yeah. Um, I, I guess, you know, Biggs must have appreciated the reference, but I'm sure Wedge was like, yeah, yeah, Beggar's Canyon, right. Hey, hey. <laughs> Whatever you say, yeah. boss. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Luke, you're cool. I wonder if that rings any alarm bells in, in Wedge's head. Like, wait a minute, what, what exactly is Beggar's Canyon like? <laughs> 
I wonder uh, how Beggars Canyon got its name. Do beggars actually live in beggars live out in the desert in Beggars Canyon? I looked that up and oh could God. could not find an answer. <laughs> I looked in I, I three different sources: Wikipedia, the uh, the annotated whatever. No, the a guide to the Star Wars universe uh, and something else that I looked up, and I can't. It's possible then that I am our textual authority on Beggars Canyon because I once owned a Marvel comic book. Uh, which told a whole sort of prequel story about uh, a dangerous run through Beggar's Canyon. Oh. Um, I think I know the Mar- – was that one of the Marvel comic uh, where, where Luke kind of is remembering this? Yeah, it's like a slow moment on the Millennium Falcon. It's, it's like one of those flashback episodes of a TV show where he's just sitting at the controls, they're in hyperspace, and his thoughts drift back to that, that fateful day on Tatooine. Uh, I don't remember. Maybe he had to rush somebody through Beggar's Canyon, which no one had ever before successfully navigated in a skyhopper. I think, I think it might have been the place where they had to bullseye womp rats. Mm. <laughs> it was some place where you zoomed through this, this narrow canyon. You had to pull up at the last minute in order to avoid doing a wily e. Coyote against the side of the cliff. Hmm. Uh, speaking of that, uh, I love the shot where um, you kind of see the POV shot of them going down into the trench where that's that sort of vertigo. Is the, what's the term? Vertiginous? Is that how do you say that, vertigo? That is exactly the word written in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> the vertiginous shot of the almost like on the roller coaster where you're sort of descending straight down into the trench. That's a terrific, uh, terrific shot. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. I, I remember still watching that in the theater. It was really um, a, a little bit vertigo inducing. Yeah, I mean, it really felt roller coaster like. I mean, I seem to remember people in the theater all going kind of whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. To, we've talked briefly about the Star Wars 3D uh, fad, which I guess they never got to the good movies. But oh um, yeah, I forgot about that. But that would have been one nice shot to see in uh, 3D. Maybe now that uh, now that Disney owns it, they'll open it up more. You know, because Lucas has famously kept a tight grip on on screenings and you know not allowing prints to get out. But maybe they'll. You know, maybe we'll be able to see Star Wars as a midnight movie every week or something like that, and they'll uh, it'll become. Like uh, almost almost a Rocky Horror kind of thing, where that's when the, everybody in the audience will be like, "Whoa!" When that happens, <laughs> everyone, everyone will wave, put their hands up in the air, like they're going to run. Yeah. <laughs> Welding instructor Alex Declare knows VR training platforms like Forge FX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I love how weird and alien the inside of Darth Vader's cockpit looks. We oh, kinda, yeah. We kind of got a glimpse of it last last week in a couple of the minutes, but there's a couple of really good just kind of shots where you just get to focus on the stuff going on in there. And there's, you know, there's weird kind of triangle-shaped panels with red lights and, and markings. And these, yeah, all these kind of red, uh, you know, pictograms, it looks like. Yeah. Blowing in the dark. Yeah, it looks very strange and, on you know, uh, kind of deeply disconcerting on a, on a, on a human level. 
And I like the red and black uh, sort of match his decor, you know, because he's kind of black and has little red highlights, the red glasses. So mm-hmm. red glasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder if he decked out the cockpit himself. That's true. Maybe it's a it's a setting. It's like when we you get don't a new... really know why he has a special ship. I guess because he's Darth Vader. And, and is cool. Yeah. 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 If anybody can have it, he can. It's kind of like the Red Baron having the Fokker triplane. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like you see that, you know, it's Darth Vader. We're all screwed. Do you think it's the kind of thing where you can kind of like, yeah, I think Pete, you were starting to say about like settings where like he's going to battle now. So he's like, all right, go into battle mode. And like all the lights go out and just the red on the dashboard and kind of like get, you know, maybe like uh, rock me like a hurricane comes on <laughs> the, the playlist just to sort of get himself psyched up. And, you know, uh, it's like his own the, little arena in there. Yeah. I like um, the idea of Darth Vader flying by himself, singing to himself on long trips. <laughs> <laughs> singing what? I don't know, like like a uh, crappy Tatooine pop forty hits that he heard. In his, in his, yeah, uh, things were on the radio when he was young. <laughs> yes, I loved this song. Things he would be embarrassed to sing in front of anyone else, but you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, speaking of music, uh, of music, somewhere in here, I just want to mention how great the battle music in this sequence is. Um, like, especially if you compare it to kind of the boilerplate, pulse-pounding, rising tension music that's in most action movies. Um, it's really good. I mean, I, I had the album when I was a kid, of course, and, and the whole last battle, it's like a whole half of an album side. And, uh, you know, it's really thrilling and varied with little set pieces and an actual kind of structure to it. It's not just like it's not just like computer generated. <laughs> uh, yeah. I wrote on a, several of the minutes we have coming up this week. I wrote down like great music or like there'll be times where like kind of the music changes a bit. Like when he does the targeting computer, the music changes and, and uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, There's a little um, dramatic bit when, uh, when red leader dies, there's that Luke kind of like a little heroic, but like a sad heroic. Yeah. Motif. He gets a little solemn horn elegy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, out of everyone I know, Tim, you are probably the uh, the biggest aficionado of soundtracks in general. Do you have any other any other uh, particular parts from the whole movie that you find that you like? Since we you know we couldn't have you come on every week to talk about the music, but any highlights that you uh, want to point out? I mean, I'd waste a lot of your podcast time talking about that. I mean, this, this was the first record album I really loved, and it's sort of what got me ultimately into listening to classical music. Um, I mean, I wore this record out, (laughs) you know, just the main title was very, it just gave me chills every time I heard it. Um, you know, there's a part where they're, where they're, um, in that reactor shaft, having, you know, shooting it out with stormtroopers and they're about to swing over the the trench. And there's, um, Mm -hmm. there's a restatement of the star Wars theme and it's just really kind of, I think there's some xylophone or glockenspiel in it. It's very sparkling and fun. And it's just kind of giddy with the excitement of being right in the middle of Star Wars. Like, hey, kids, we're all in Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It just makes the whole thing seem like uh, an incredibly fun adventure. (laughs) And wish you were there. (laughs) Um, But no, the music to that, that film is great. That was the... I mean, John Williams was already famous for Jaws, but that was the beginning of an incredible streak of great soundtracks that and close encounters and Superman, the movie and uh, Raiders of the lost Ark that lasted, you know, into the eighties. And, you know, he's still writing music today. Yeah. 
I was um, I was reading about the soundtrack today on the uh, Wikipedia, uh, and mm-hmm. they said when it originally came out on album, the songs were not chronological because they wanted to have the music more um, almost like its own thing, where they kind of re- reorganized where the music was so that when you were listening to it straight through, you weren't hearing like 10 of the same type of songs all in a row. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, it bugged uh, me when I was a kid. Because <laughs> I wanted to know, like, what part of the movie is this from? Because I sort of wanted to re-experience it. Yeah. While, while listening. I, uh, I still have that problem with the soundtrack from The Black Hole. <laughs> it's not in order. So it, it, you have different different roller coaster of emotions there. I, uh, I own the soundtrack to The Black Hole. <laughs> That's so funny because we have not talked about the black hole once this entire show, and later on in one of the upcoming minutes, I talk about the black hole. So, wow. uh, really weird bit of uh, coincidence there. That soundtrack was written by John Barry, who also did the famous James Bond music. Yeah, huh. <laughs> it's not great. I I like it. I don't know. That, I that... Mean, it, it's not among my prized possessions, you know, soundtrack wise. <laughs> If I were Darth Vader and I was uh, driving into battle in my customized uh, TIE fighter, like the, the theme from the black hole might be my, my pump-up music. Yeah, you could do worse. Yeah. <laughs> that makes, you know, maybe we're running on too long now, but I do have a question, which is, I mean, this is not in Star Wars. It's in The Empire Strikes Back, but there's the famous Imperial March. Mm-hmm. And my question is, is that like the Empire's actual anthem? <laughs> like, do they hear that? Or is that just for us? In the back, behind the walkers, they have a, a marching band that's actually playing. Well, that. Yeah. Like, does the Imperial Marching Band play that, that march? <laughs> like, do they play it at parades? Uh, yeah. I'll and say and yeah. if so, do they notice how evil it sounds? <laughs> well, I guess that's kind of like the same way. I think they, yes, they do know how evil it sounds. The same way, like, the SS probably realized how evil their uniforms looked. I mean, Yeah, well, they did have skulls on them. Right. Yeah, you can't you can't have skulls on your on your costume and not know you're a bad guy. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, all right. Anything else for this minute, guys? Want to point out one quick thing? We see a quick shot of uh, Tarkin, Mahdi, DJ Death Squad Commander Chief Bast is not there. He's gone. He's he's, he's already uh, evacuated. Oh yeah, he might have made his way discreetly to an escape pod. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. Well, we'll save this for. Uh, four minutes from now when we discuss anyway we'll save it for four minutes you can take that part <laughs> out i was going to talk about everyone fleeing the death star but save it right okay uh all right so um we'll see everyone tomorrow on the next minute of these st- uh, oh well, before we do that i want to remind everyone follow us on facebook follow us on twitter and uh we are officially announcing the live event december 11th new york city that's true parkside lounge new york 7 p.m uh, go to com. click on the live tab and you'll get all the information you need it's pretty bare bones right now but hopefully we'll be adding more to it yes so please come see us Star Wars <laughs> Minute Star Wars Minute sorry do I have to say it too <laughs> Star Wars Minute